Continuing on our great conversations this short session with 35th District Representatives, Travis Couture on the line this morning. Morning, Travis. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I was talking with your counterpart, uh, Representative Griffey, yesterday. We kind of went through a whole host of different laws that had moved out of the different chambers as uh, that happened last week. And uh, one of the ones that we started talking about a little was uh, an effort to try to make it harder or make more tougher penalties for litter bugs out there, which we know is a, is a uh, concern, you know, it causes fire sometimes and things like that. But my question to Dan was, you know, it's hard for folks that I talk to out there seeing a lot of crime in the area and some of some of it might call it low low crime i don't know but regardless law-abiding citizens every day uh kind of see this in the in their face and you know at some point people are just fed up they're just frustrated and yeah where people are sick of the trash on our roads on our roadways our right-of-ways and and actually, we just passed a, a good bill by Representative Barkas yesterday to clean up graffiti uh -huh. um, in our on our state highways and stuff. I mean, it's gotten really out of control and people want to have pride in their state. And when other people from other states or other areas come visit us here in Washington, you know, we want to feel proud that, you know, we have a clean clean spaces and clean areas that are free from trash and debris and whatever else. And a lot of that trash on the roadway can be dangerous too, you know, if it, if it gets onto the road. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think we do need to crack down on, on stuff like that and, and graffiti as well. And, and actually our timber industry, I was just had a very long weekend in appropriations committee and uh, right before fiscal cutoff, which was yesterday uh, or sorry, Monday. And uh, um you know, our timber industry is looking to try to find creative ways to get people to stop dumping trash and, and other um, derelict items into, you know, privately run forest lands. And so they have a bill going through that I'm trying to help out with to, you know, hopefully help stop that activity as well, because, you know, that's a significant impact to our private property owners. And when we talk about these types of crimes where folks can see the destruction, I guess, for a lack of a better word, across there. And I know that this Barkus bill is one of these for restitution. It's for folks to get out there and clean up the mess that they have been um, accused of the crime and adjudicated through judge judgments. And it's the same type of thing uh, in those forest lands. If somebody gets caught dumping, uh, you know, go clean it up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what we want people to do is you get caught doing this, you get caught graffiti, uh, doing graffiti or or dumping trash on the road or in the forest or wherever it may be. We we want to get you and we want you to go clean up your mess, you know, just to put it simply. And so um, and hopefully that deters some of that activity as well from happening in the first place. It's just hard seeing, uh, seeing and lots of folks have talked to me about this, you know, seeing kind of the devolution of the community, I guess, through broken windows and graffiti, like you mentioned, and trash everywhere. Let's switch topics for a second here. The other day, Elmo asked people on Twitter, how how are you feeling? And 
I think the response that he got was quite shocking. A lot of folks were like, man, Elmo, I'm, I'll tell you, man, I'm not doing well. Mental health uh, is a is a struggle. What are some of the conversations happening in the legislature for you, for members uh, to kind of have some self-care? And is there, it seems that this is a better, a, a more open topic than in years past. Yeah, it's funny. Um, I was just talking with Dan last night about self-care uh, because this job itself can kind of wear you down, right? Sure. If you don't take care of yourself. And, and uh, um I'm a younger guy, so I just kind of go on like full throttle at all times. And um, I've had to do things to make sure that I'm taking care of myself. And um, especially in our schools, I think that's one area where we really need to focus. Um, not only teaching about self-care and taking care of your own mental health, but especially amongst men where there's a stigma that taking care of your mental health is, you know, is is not manly, right? Right. Um, but that's could be no further from the truth. I mean, people need to be able to take care of themselves and you need to be able to have kind of the, the space and support to do that. Um, but in our schools, we have a lot of kind of suicide ideation and, and anxiety and depression. And, um, especially coming out of the, out of the pandemic, you know, it got a little bit better, but it's still pretty bad. And, uh, you know, that's exacerbated by bullying and, and other things, drugs. Um, but one thing that I like to point out is that the economy sometimes has a part to play. Um, when prices are high, when inflation is high, uh, people might have heard of like the pain index, right? Yeah. Um, it's real. I mean, when when times are good economically, it kind of covers up a lot of things. Um, but when times are bad economically, it just kind of opens the wound and pours some salt in. Um, so there's a lot of different factors and that's more for adults, but it's a lot of different factors at play. And I know that there's been a focus in the legislature on mental health and behavioral health, because, uh, you know, quite simply, we're going through this crisis, this drug epidemic, uh, where people are self-medicating their mental or behavioral health problems with drugs, um, because maybe there's a lack of, uh, support out there, you know, a lack of services. And, and, and that's tough because, you know, there's a workforce shortage across the board and there's just not enough people willing to work in that space. And so we're trying to make it easier for people to, um, one of my colleagues, Representative Eslick has a bill that basically allows to try to fix that workforce shortage, to try to get scholarships for people who want to go into mental and behavioral health. Oh yeah. And, uh, that's really important because you want to incentivize people to work in that field so that we can have the things we really desperately need right now. Um, I think that uh, although our, you know, our technical community colleges um, do a lot of great work, they can do a little bit more to uh, help get us the workforce in the, in the targeted areas that we need right now. And so I know there's a lot of work and it. it won't solve it all. There's no silver bullet solution, but just trying to, work our way down that path because, and I, I'm actually kind of glad that you brought this up because it is a huge problem, right? The mental and behavioral health issues lead to, you know, the drug abuse and, and other disparities and job loss and, and, and domestic violence and sexual abuse. And I mean, it, it really just leads to a lot of different bad things. And, uh, 
we can do a lot of preventative work on the front end um, to help stop that. And especially in rural communities like ours, uh, we don't have a lot of access to, th to different things to help out. And so we're a rural place and uh, we're neighbors. So we, we help each other out when we need to. So I guess if anyone's listening, I would say, look out for your members of your family, look out for your friends. And if something doesn't seem like it's going right, jump in and, and be a pal and, and talk to them. Just have sometimes having the conversation, just a conversation with somebody goes a long distance to preventing some bad things. Yeah, it really does. And you brought up a really interesting and good point about um, kind of the male ego. And I know my wife has got a great circle of girlfriends and they've got the group chat and they can text and, you know, uh, vent about the issues and help support each other. And um, I am hard pressed to think of any sort of group. I mean, I know they're out there, but any sort of male uh, focused or male centered group where, where people can talk about these often uncomfortable topics, uncomfortable feelings. It is sometimes scary to bring it up, uh, you know, in, in company, you know, you don't want to be perceived a certain way and things like that. The other thing that we talk a lot about with schools is that, you know, they are teaching mental health and, you know, proper breathing techniques and stuff like that in schools. And, you know, for me personally, uh, between you and me, I, I found a lot of it kind of, well, where's, when are we going to learn some of the school stuff but this yeah. is all this is all important and this is all part of the curriculum now and for parents who haven't been in the classrooms in a long time um it's a good opportunity to volunteer go in and see some of these things that they're teaching yeah and i think you bring up a good point like there's in everything there is a balance there's a pendulum right and it can swing too far one way or the other yeah. And in our schools, we've dedicated a lot of time to DEI and SEL or um, social emotional learning. And social emotional learning is supposed to help with some of this mental health stuff. But as we've really pumped it really hard into our schools, we got like three professional development days for our schools. One of them is totally dedicated to this. Um, they're looking to increase it here. I actually voted no because I don't think that it's actually helping. Um I think that we need to do other things like, uh, for instance, one of my colleagues had a bill that would restrict cell phone use and, and screen time in schools. I think that th some of the screen time, especially in today's society with the Internet and everything you can see if you're a child and your brain's not fully developed yet, um, that could be far more <laughs> uh, harmful to you mentally than, um, you know, than than anything else. And so when we're talking about what schools can really do, right? And I'm not saying that social emotional learning should, I mean, has its place, but right now we've, that's like all we're doing, right? And at some point you do need to, to teach things. And, and one thing, there's a difference between asking, especially like a male or anybody really, but males generally to suck it up. Um, I don't think necessarily people like, anyone should be saying that anymore. Like, oh, just suck it up if you have a problem. Um, but we also do need to be teaching coping skills because life is hard, right? <laughs> life is hard. And, and you know, I teach my kids how to cope with things when they're hard, how to deal with problems and, and 
break down barriers and how to how to um, get out of tough situations. Right. And right now, it's like if, if you don't know how to cope, you just crumble. And right. um, and that's that's a hard thing. So there's a difference there between sucking it up and learning how to to cope with what life throws at you and how to make turn lemons into lemonade. But um, I think that uh, we need to focus on actual like educational outcomes and we need to get back to school. Right. And we need to like cut out some of the distractions and we need to give parents the help so that really the, the first teacher in every child's life is the parents. Uh, they have absolute parental rights. Um, and uh, if parent, if mom and dad are having a hard time with their mental health or anything else in that, how, how are they going to pass the correct tools down to the kids? Yeah. Right. And so it's, it's, I don't know if there's any right uh, true answer there, but, um, but it's something we definitely need to continue to focus on. Yeah, for sure. Well, good conversation there. The uh, uh, ability uh, is out there for folks who do need um, to talk to somebody. There is, since the pandemic, a whole host of ways that have opened up uh, either through um, communication in person or even just texting um, therapists online so you can be even more, um, not secretive, but, you know. Yeah, telehealth, right? Telehealth is, you know, uh, one thing out of the out of the pandemic showing folks that that's an that's an available option and a in a easily usable option i think has been a has been a benefit there uh 35th district representative travis couture good to talk with you good topics here this morning yeah thanks jeff have a Appreciate good one you. you too see ya Bye.